Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Auburn House of Sports podcast. It has been a minute, but we are back. New year. Lots going on. A lot to catch up on. Back with Wiley here. Wiley, how are we doing today? Fantastic. Glad to be back on the podcast. Um, got a lot to talk about tonight. We've we've got a, some ground to cover, and a lot of good stuff has happened, though, so I'm excited for this one. Yeah, most, definitely mostly good, but, you know, there is always going to be some some negative, which we like to we you know we like to talk about. We're not gonna sunshine pump, but to start off, um, since the last podcast episode, which was like November, so I know it's been a while, but apologies for that. But since then, Hugh Freeze has been hired uh, as the Auburn head football coach. Uh, Caddy is retained on staff as the associate head coach after he finished the year. Uh, the last four games, I believe, as the interim head coach. Did a, honestly a fantastic job, about as well as you can do in the given scenario. I mean, we didn't necessarily, you know, win the last four games, but in terms of what we had seen the previous two years, Caddy did a – literally flipped the program, like, in a week, in a sense. I mean, just the trajectory of the program. Um, but Hugh Freeze is now the head coach. We've got Caddy on staff, Zach Etheridge on staff, um, who am I missing? Caddy Etheridge. There's there's one more that was retained. I'm, I'm I feel terrible that I don't know this. I can't think of it either. Was it like the? We'll we'll come back to. I'm sure it'll come to, to one of us. But uh, Marcus Davis, former Auburn wide receiver, is the new receivers coach. Um. DC and OC is – give me one second to pull this up. I'm, I'm, it's going to take me a minute to remember their names. But they are both – one of them is from Baylor and the other one – Tulsa. Is from Tulsa. So offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach is Ron Roberts and – no, Ron Roberts, yeah – no, Pat Philip Montgomery is the new OC and quarterbacks coach, and Ron Roberts is the new DC. Uh, Philip Montgomery's from Tulsa. Ron Roberts is from Baylor. And you know, obviously, we haven't seen anything on the field yet, but from just their kind of resumes, it looks to be pretty good hires. And we'll touch on recruiting in a second, but as of right now, you know, pretty looks like a pretty solid staff that. Coach Freeze has put together, but to get to recruiting, which I think is kind of the big thing that we want to talk about in terms of football right now, Hugh Freeze has done an incredible job. There was just, you know, he got hired, and that, you know, I'd say most of the fan base was kind of torn just because of his past and all that, but he came in and within like literally three to four weeks, like just started bringing in recruits. Flipping guys from big schools, like just did a great job, and has continued. Like didn't it wasn't just like one week where he did a great job. Like ever since he's been hired, like has been bringing in big recruits, flipping guys, bit a lot of good transfers coming in too. It's not just high school guys. He's bringing in guys that can come in and play immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, and you're a lot of under the radar type of guys too, like mm-hmm. from schools that. Like we're not getting transfers from like other SEC schools, but we're getting 
we're getting small pieces to the puzzle uh, to putting together a pretty good unit for the tools that we already have too. Um, one thing I'm psyched about, obviously the O-line, um, it feels like we forgot what an offensive line was since 2017. Um, I mean, if you really think about it, Auburn, they've always been a predominantly running-based uh, team, and it's hard. I mean, if you look in the past 15 years, the two times we went to the national championship, we had one of the best O-lines in the SEC. Um, or at not maybe not even that, but just out of Auburn in general, uh, in history for them, for the program. And uh, the recruiting that he did, Hugh, Hugh Freeze did this uh, – past winter for uh, the O-line has just been extraordinary. I mean, he's almost tripled the total amount of O-line recruits that we've gotten, what, in, like, years. Mm-hmm. And it's just been it's really like – Nine or ten guys. If maybe not, like, two more. If I can't not, even count I'm how sure many we've gotten. And they're still going after some guys. And it's the same yeah. way for the D-line. Like, he came in – and knew exactly where the holes were. Mm-hmm. I mean, he. I mean, every. I mean, any Auburn fan could tell you that the O line and D line were going to need to be, and then obviously a couple small, yep. probably the secondary. You know, and he came in and has like filled those positions not with just guys that will be able to play in two, three years, but with guys that will be playing next year. And there's going to be competition. It's not like he got three guys that we're going to absolutely see. Like there's going to be competition. For the O line, which I don't think, I mean, I don't think Auburn's seen that in forever. Yeah. Like an actual competition for who could start. Like there's just no, and it's insane. Like a yeah. lot, I don't know how many exactly how many of them are transfers, but enough of them to 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 make an O line. I'm pretty sure. And the D line, obviously, with Derek and EQ leaving, um, a lot of guys. They're good, but the transferred out. But that's going to happen with any coaching change and guys wanting to. Probably some of them figuring out that they're not going to play. That's going to happen. Um, so, with all that, you know, D-line was going to need some guys. Wide receiver, I think, is maybe not necessarily a huge position of need, but definitely need some guy. you know. Uh, Landon King removed his name from the portal. Um, obviously, I think Camden Brown's coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy who we thought was going to be, you know, Crucial for us this year. Who barely saw the barely field, even saw like. the field, but I mean, I don't know why Auburn. Also, that's another weak department that we've been in this receiving core, and we've we've picked up some pretty good ones uh, this off season too. Um, and I like Marcus Davis. Yeah, the wide receiver. That's coach. huge. I think that's gonna be great. A good receiver in Auburn's past decade that knows how to recruit. Brought a guy with him too, um, but also. Uh, we haven't had a significantly good tight end since – I mean, he wasn't significantly good, but he was useful for blocking in the pass game, C.J. Uzama. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something that's been missing for a very long time. That I feel like – I mean, a tight end can just help you – can help a quarterback succeed in, in any possible way. I mean, in an extra blocker or also just a guy who you can rely on in catching the ball. Um, we got the guy from – uh, FIU, FIU, and who's how big is he? Six, six, six. Jeez, um, he's a unit. Um, apologize for not remembering his name. Uh, it's been a while since. Fairweather, I, no, yeah, yeah, yeah Fair, Fairweather. Fairweather, yeah, yeah, that's right. Ronaldo Fairweather, yeah. his name. But like, like stuff like that, just small pieces to the puzzle 
of helping because I, I feel like Auburn truly has had really good players. I feel like they've truly like um, like really good uh, tool players. Like I mean, anything like quarterback or running back. I mean, we all know as Auburn fans, Tank Bigsby could have been one of the best running backs <laughs> probably ever in the SEC statistically if he had an offensive line and just a better environment around him. I mean, he's already number – I think he finished at number two on Auburn's all-time rushing list. and Which is ridiculous. He would have had to stay to pass Bo Jackson, and I think – I don't – I don't. I mean, unless we get another tank, which – I mean, Jarquez is really good, but I just don't think he's played enough his first two years just being behind tank. Right. Where he's going to be able to get up there, but – I think he'll be okay, though. He'll. Be, I mean, not saying he's not good. I think he's fantastic, but just playing behind tank, you know, you don't get – I think if he had – come in and been the starter for four years, I think he would have had a pretty – maybe not a good chance to – I don't think any – I honestly I don't know if anybody's going to pass. But Bo Jackson was just bonkers. Well, also, um, but back to what I was kind of getting to was we, we've we had good tool players. It's just we have not had, like, the simple stuff, to, the simple pieces to just help out the players who always get the hate. Um like, I feel like Bo Nix could have been more, like, even better with a tight end. Mm-hmm. You know, also play calls is a big part of it. But if you have a good tight end, you know you can call plays to where you can get that guy open and get some chunk of yards. I mean, tight end is one of the most important positions on the field for sure. And um, Shanker wasn't terrible. He just wasn't super reliable in the pass game. Right. He wasn't, like, the most athletic tight end. He was just kind of he, – he kind of was, like, a, maybe like a um, – Chandler Cox, like, pretty solid blocker and would catch a pass here. He actually, I, I think, is the is Auburn's leading recep, receptionist, I, I don't like, leading receiver as a tight end in Auburn history. Like, has the most receptions. Yeah, he does. But that, I mean, that was playing for four years. But, like. It also doesn't even feel like that, though. I know it doesn't. But he was, he wasn't, like, super athletic or freakish athletic or anything. He was just a really consistent guy. But I think getting some, like, major size in terms of, Blocking and receiving is going to be huge. I'm yeah. looking at the numbers here. Auburn is 16th nationally in recruiting after being like what? Not even top 50 when he. I think they were right in. outside of the top 50. Um, they're seventh in the SEC, which I mean, it sounds kind of bad, but like when you look at, I mean, it's going to be Alabama, Georgia, A&M. I think Florida's in front, which seems a little weird. I don't. And there's still plenty. I think there's still plenty more to come as far as I've seen. I think there's – I just don't – I don't know how much space we have. We did have a lot of guys transfer out, a lot of guys leave, a lot of guys graduate. So, I mean – but looking at it, it's – I mean, it, like, from where we were a month and a half ago, I think – I mean, we got to be happy with where we're at right now. And I don't think, you know, it's his first year and we're, like, kind of sitting here – you know, like 16th's great, but still a lot just, of room to prove. There's still a lot of room to improve, but it's just crazy that he came in and we were like, all right, it's going to be a few years. But he's come in and just, I think he's, I mean, he's well exceeded expectations, but I do think we have to kind of tap the brakes a little bit and we got to see the product on the field. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy where we're at recruiting, but I want to see, I want to see the product on the field. And I don't really necessarily have any doubts, but just as an Auburn fan, you, I mean, 
just what's happened in the past, you want to be cautious not to get your hopes super high up, even though it's kind of hard not to. But yeah. I think I think there's a lot to look forward to. I mean, we'll obviously kind of see some of that in the spring game. Um, I'm excited to see Robbie's development. We haven't really gotten a QB out of the portal, which hasn't necessarily been a disappointment, but I think we kind of wanted one for competition or for Robbie to kind of study under for a year. But not necessarily saying I don't want Robbie to start. I think Robbie's going to develop great, especially under Hugh Freeze. Um, but just having competition's never a bad thing, and and that's not a knock on Robbie in any sense. Yeah, I do have I do I mean Robbie kind of, I think he did as well as anyone could have, under the circumstances last year. But you know, time will tell, and we'll we'll kind of maybe touch on recruiting a little more here and there as we get news and stuff and then probably once the A-Day game rolls around we'll talk about that and what we see but we're going to move on to basketball which is what's currently going on um, they won their game against LSU last night and pretty got close a little bit towards the right right out of half but for the most part I'd say Auburn really controlled that game defensively I mean it was running like a high scoring game but defensively Auburn did everything I felt like they were supposed to. I mean, they held LSU to 49 points, and any time you hold a team to 49 points, I mean... That's good things come. Good things come. And Auburn's offense did look fantastic, but, you know, I felt like we got a lot of scoring out of a lot of different guys. Jalen Williams, Wendell Green, Flan, all of them had a great game scoring-wise. Janai's kind of been a little quiet lately offensively. Still still playing well defensively. I don't he just has been kind of quieter. He had like a four or five game stretch where he was just dominant. Um it's kind of slowed down, which I think is fine. I don't think I mean and for us to win games in which he's not dominating, I think is good to see. I think any game we win we're not where it's not the same guy every time. I think it's big. That's what we were talking me and Wiley were talking about that earlier about how you know this team's not super predictable in terms of what you're going to get offensively. I think defensively you can expect the same thing from Auburn. I mean that's always been Bruce Pearl's thing is pressure and and blocking and all that. But in terms of offense, you're not going to see the same guy like last year. You're not going to see Jabari and Walker Kessler scoring twenty thirty a night. I mean it's going to be. It's going to be shared around. Like, Leo Berman had eight points last night, which was... Which I just don't understand why we don't involve him more. Yeah, that that was... I, I he think, seems like the best, like... Just whenever he goes on the floor, he doesn't make mistakes. I mean, yeah. then again, he doesn't get as much touches, but, like, when he has the ball, he follows through. He takes the right shots. And he's been a lot more aggressive this... Like, because yeah. last year he'd come in and he'd kind of sit in the corner, and if he got a shot, he'd take it. But, I mean, he would pass the ball. But, like, it feels like the games that he's come in these past few games, like, he's driven the ball. Like, he had a mid-range pull-up, which would have never expected to see that out of him the other uh, couple nights ago. But, like, last night I had a three-pointer. He had an and-one, like, drive floater. He had a layup off of a cut. Um, I mean, it, I think Bruce is telling him to be more aggressive. Because, I mean, I'm not – he's – Leor's a great player, I think, in terms of, like – coming off the bench, like, probably being the last guy in the rotation. Like, he knows his role, and I think he's filled it fantastic these past couple games, especially with Chris Moore out. I don't know when Chris is coming back, but he's been out with a shoulder injury. Yeah. And I think even when he does come back, I think you're still going to see Lee or get some 
I hope I, I, my hope is that he still gets more minutes. I don't want to see Leor sit on the bench for 40 minutes, even though Chris comes back. Because Leor, I think, has shown these past few games that he deserves, you know, at least some spot in the rotation. And I think, I think he deserves it. I think Bruce knows he deserves it. Um, but I mean, you just you're getting offense from guys who you wouldn't really like. Zep had. I think a couple threes last night. You know, he's never he's never been like an offensive minded guy, but when you can get offense from him, that's great. He's efficient though. He is efficient. He doesn't take bad yeah. shots. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like Dylan, Dylan's always just been like a great anchor yeah. underneath. I mean, he's never he did he might have taken a few bad shots last night, but I think that was when the game was out of hand, but. I don't know. I think in terms of when the game is actually being played, I think he's been – Yeah. he's just a big body underneath, great energy guy. KD's, you know, not been great offensively. I think, you know, I don't want to tell him to slow down because obviously that's not who he is. But, like, sometimes – like, he had a four-on-two fast break last night and drove right into the only two guys that were guard, that were down the floor – and it's just kind of like you have to pass that ball. Like you can't. He didn't get the foul called that you would. He typically gets. But sometimes you just kind of have to pass it. His decision making is weird because like when he needs to pass it, he doesn't, and when he doesn't need to pass it, he does. Yeah. And I think, and I think that just that'll just come with getting more comfortable. I think the guys are still kind of meshing a little bit, which yeah. might not be the greatest. I mean, it's not bad. You always want them to keep continue to build chemistry, but. At this point in the season, I mean, you're in you're like five, six games in SEC play. You kind of need to start figuring out who you are and what your role is. And I think he'll figure it out. I think there's still, I mean, with guys being out and rotations changing, I think it's – they're kind of all figuring it out. But Yeah. I mean, one thing about KD is, um, you know, he, he'll take the dumb uh, – he still takes dumb shots, but he seems like he's taking uh, a lot less dumb shots than mm-hmm. what he used to. Yeah. You know, I feel like his three ball, then again, he's only shot like maybe two a game since Arkansas. Which I think is I think is good for him. He doesn't yeah, need to take I mean, he, does, he doesn't need another Texas A&M like last year where he went 0 for 14 in the whole game, or probably more than that. But he, he I feel like coming down the stretch – I don't know who it'll be. I mean, Robert and I were talking about it before we started this podcast tonight that um, the next few weeks are very crucial. And then the end of the, the last two games of the year are just nightmarish, honestly. Yeah, but, all uh, the remaining schedules. Yeah. Continue, you, you finish and I'll, I'll let Well, you I, I was just saying that, like, um, I think that our just – I mean, this next – I mean, the, the rest of the season – First of all, what we've done this year two, two weeks ago from today, we would not be in this how or as optimistic as we are right now for sure. Yeah, it was. It, it was took. A rough, rough I mean, we lost to Georgia, who honestly at this point I don't think it looks like that bad of a loss. I mean, that is true, team, but, but that still, just it was a game we should have won. Yeah, but is it a game that we're looking at? We're like, man, that that could ruin our chance right. of any sort of. I mean, I don't think that ruins anything. I think it no, lo- yeah. it looked like way worse of a loss then than it does now one I think it actually ended up helping us you know we kind of lost and we're like all right we gotta we gotta figure something out yeah but 
is it like an, a world ender? I don't. I, absolutely not. I just. I, it's one of those games you want to win, you should win, and you don't. But it's not the end of the world. Right. But um, with KD though, I mean, well, that we don't have like one guy who we're having to rely on. I mean, last year we had two, but if you think about it, majority of the games where we won against big time opponents, Jabari and Walker, like they, they put together at least 40 points mm-hmm. more than they didn't against the teams that we really needed to beat for like big time wins. And I, I, I still think this team has not played. Arkansas is not as good as they're hyped up to be. I don't think their players are as good as they're hyped up to be, but that was still a huge win for us, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it's still going to be a huge win for us because, I mean, we haven't stopped since. And it potentially flipped the script for our season. Um, but I feel like coming down the stretch, you're going to see more of players that, like, you're thinking, like, well, where are they? Because, I mean, last year, KD was a guy who would go out there and give you 15, sometimes even 20. And this year he hasn't yet. But I feel like just at some point, someone's going to catch fire that you're not going to expect. And I really hope Lior is a guy, like we've talked about so far tonight, that is more of a tool for Bruce. And I hope – I mean, I think Janai is going to get back to his, you know, better self. Um and also, just very happy for like Jalen Williams too. I mean, he's he's been. I think he's been our best overall player. I mean, Mississippi State showed that. Um, I think the without offense. without him, we would have been down by like ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mean, I think the offense kind of not necessarily. I mean, he doesn't need to run the offense, but the offense needs to be run through him. Yeah, I mean, and he's an elite passer. He is really like, like his he, passing ability is so underrated. He he has they give it to him down low, and his turnaround hook left or whatever you call that jump shot. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's worked for ever since he's got to Auburn. He just, this is the first time we're seeing it over and over and over again. And, but also on that block, they think he's going to do something there, but sometimes he'll just flip it out. And it's really good. And he's, he's honestly become one of our best three point shooters too. Mm -hmm. I think he's probably got the best percentage. I think so. I mean, he, he's definitely, the most efficient, I think. Um, he just needs to shoot. Like if if he would shoot it more, he would he'd score twenty a game. I mean, he yeah. scored I think twenty a couple times this season, and it very well could be you know more than half the games this year where he's he could score twenty points if he'd shoot it more. And I don't know if that's. I think I think I saw an interview where he kind of was like, "That's not like that's just him not being as aggressive." Like, I think now that he knows, like, that he's kind of the – he's not necessarily the guy. I wouldn't say he's the guy because, like, I don't – there doesn't really need to be a guy. No, but, yeah. like, he, he does need to be more aggressive, and I think he's started to do that. I think last night in that LSU game, he missed two of his little jump hooks or whatever, and that might be the first time that I can remember, at least this season, where he's missed two of them. Like, Georgia, automatic. Georgia, he missed a few, but that was just a bad night for everybody. That was a bad night for everybody. But like in terms of that shot, like it is automatic. Like I bet you, if yeah. you went back starting his freshman year to now, and you took the field goal percentage of that little jump hook from like four to ten feet, it's probably seventy percent. Yeah, I mean. And, I, and that might be a little on the low side. Mm-hmm. 
and then his three point this year, like it's it it's that Mississippi State game was so fun to watch with him because he hit a he hit one just you know stand still catch and shoot three, and then he got a rebound and then hit a pull up three from the top, and then like I think later in the game I don't know how much later hit a like side step back three. Yeah. And it was like Well you just watch him and be like, oh he's doing that. Oh my gosh, he made it. And yeah, like, you're like, this is not and it's weird because it's like he can make those shots. Like now we've seen it. We know he can make it. When you first watch it, you're like, oh, oh what is he doing? And then he makes it and you're like, why why are we just now seeing this? Yeah. But I think I think um like we were saying earlier, Auburn's schedule does just does not get any easier. I mean Auburn's first SEC games weren't necessarily like incredible. I mean, Arkansas is a great win. They're all great wins, other than, I mean, Georgia we lost, but like Florida's a good win. Arkansas, I think, is a good win. Ole Miss is a solid win. I mean, away, especially any away game that Auburn wins, I think is going to be good. LSU last night, I don't, I, they're better than I think they, their record shows. I mean, they're 12 and six. Well, they started off 12 and one, and they just lost, including last night, five straight. Yeah, they they probably just didn't, I don't think they had the toughest schedule to start, but I mean they're a good team. Um, I, th- I mean it's just they're under a first year coach, but Auburn's got South Carolina Saturday afternoon. Texas A&M comes to Auburn next Wednesday, and then Auburn goes to West Virginia for the Big Twelve SEC Challenge a week from Saturday, and then in February Auburn play Georgia comes to Auburn. Auburn goes to Tennessee, which will be a really, really – that should be a challenging game. Auburn goes to Texas A&M. That should be a good game. Alabama comes to Auburn. Alabama's looking really, really scary right now. We're not going to – I don't I don't want to sit here and lie to you, but Alabama does look really good. But my kind of – my thing is that I think they're a little similar in Auburn last year in, in, the, in the fact that they're, they're a little predictable. I don't want to say they're predictable – like that we can beat them, but they they shoot a lot of threes. Brandon Miller is undoubtedly their best player, and I think if you can keep them off the three point line, keep Brandon Miller in check, like you've given yourself a pretty. I'm not because they beat Houston and Brandon Miller had like six points, mm-hmm. and Houston is probably the best team in the one of the best teams in the country right now. Um, but though both. I think when Alabama comes to Auburn, it should be probably one of the best games that we see. Uh, hopefully, I would I would hope so. Um, and then Auburn goes to, so the last three games of the year for Auburn. Auburn goes to Kentucky and Kentucky. Oh, hold on, I want to get to that in a second. And then so Auburn goes to Kentucky, to Alabama, and then Tennessee comes to Auburn. So those three games to finish off the year are going to be an absolute gauntlet for Auburn. But mm-hmm. Kentucky has just been I don't want to say awful but they've not been good like at all um well you talking about Kentucky yeah well they've they've flipped the script a little bit yeah they, the they, beat, they beat Tennessee and then beat Georgia but I mean in terms of how what their season was supposed to look like this is not at all what any Kentucky fan or any ESPN analyst would tell you that it would look like. I mean, mm-hmm. 
I, I, I think I said especially this. Especially with Sribe coming back. Yeah, especially with Sheboy. I mean, I don't – I think I said this either last year or at least – I've said it at some point on this podcast, but I just think that Calipari is, is not a good in-game coach. I mean, obviously a great recruiter, but in terms of, like, basketball, like, I just – I mean, you've seen it. Like, other than the one national championship that he won with Anthony Davis, and like, I think it was. There's at least two other NBA players that are really good that were on that team. Like, he hasn't really done much. He's done less with more for years. And I just, I mean, people are saying he's on the hot seat, but I just, there's no way that they fire him or he leaves. Like, that's just. I mean, I'm sure it's some like I'm sure they're gonna figure it out and turn it around and make the tournament and be like make it to the elite eight. Like it'll probably happen, yeah. and then it'll give him another like it'll. I mean, he's not going anywhere. But in terms of like the fact that you're he's on a lifetime contract, I'm pretty sure. I don't know how much money it is, but he's on a lifetime contract, and he would have to have like a losing season, at least two losing seasons in a row for him to, like, I think have any chance of losing his jobs. Unless he was to leave, but I don't think he wants to, I mean, buy, have his own buyout. Like, I, that just seems stupid. And you're coaching at a school. I mean, I, I don't know. I think we're – I'm just kind of making stuff up, it feels like. But I just don't think he's worth what, one, he's getting paid, and two, for how long he's getting paid. Well, he's, he's recruited some of – the best players that have gone to the NBA for the yeah. past, which is crazy to say, and fifteen say years, one national championship. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, it looked like they were about to be the the uh, Alabama of basketball. Like, well, obviously, Alabama's good now, but like, I mean, like dynasty wise, like, I mean, especially the year they had the the years they had the Harrison twins, mm-hmm. where they. I mean, they they straight up they almost went thirty two and zero, and but they lost in the final four um, to Wisconsin that year, uh, and then Duke won eventually, but in the national title. But I mean, they, they just had so many years where they could have they could have won everything, but they just always like ended up being the lesser half somehow towards the end of the year when it was most crucial to be your best self. And I mean, heck, last year St. Peter's, good lord. Yeah, that was fun to watch. That was such a good game, though. It was so fun. I will cut him a little slack. Like, basketball is a really – it's like the way the tournament's set up. Like, it is extremely hard of to win a national championship. But to – I mean, I don't – I can't remember the numbers. But, but he's still getting the best players like, in the country. Auburn in the last five years has the most wins out of the SEC. And, I mean, if you look at – if you compare the talent – on Kentucky's team teams in the last five years and Auburn teams in the last five years, like Kentucky by far has probably the most talent. And for them to not have I don't even think they're top three. I think it's like Auburn, Tennessee and Arkansas are like top three in the SEC in the last five years and wins. And it's all it's pretty close. Like it's not like it's like Auburn at the the difference is not much. But to get bounced and the to be the first fifteen See two seed to lose to a fifteen seed. What was it? It wasn't ever. It was second ever. 
It was like it wasn't ever first ever, but it was it was, it was not like the a sec- lot of it was the first that. time in a very very long time, and the second time or third time ever or something like that. With that talent, like they had some like really good players on that team. I mean, I don't I, the only one that's like done really anything in the NBA is Ty Ty, and he's kind of been in and out of the G League with the Rockets. But I mean, he's still a really I think he's still a really good player. Yeah. Um, I mean, and obviously Shibway was completely dominant last year but to lose in the second round to St. Peter's who I, who had a really good run I mean that's just how it is but like they should have at least made the Elite Eight mm-hmm. like at least I mean that team could have won a national championship I don't think they were going to if they made it but just in terms of what like your minimum expectations were and what your minimum expectations were for any Kentucky team ever like the talent that they have like those teams should be Making, I mean, given last year they did make it to the SEC championship, and or no, they got they made it the second round. So, like, I mean, with the talent that they have, they should be at least making. They're making it far enough in the SEC tournament. It's again, those tournaments are just basketball is a tough game to consistently win in. But with the talent mm-hmm. that Kentucky has, every year, like minimum should be making an elite eight, and like winning an SEC championship every other year. Yeah. And I will I will say the SEC has gotten extremely tough. But like for the early two thousand tens and like even, you know, five, six, seven, eight years ago, like the SEC wasn't great at basketball. Like it was Not Kentucky, maybe Tennessee, Auburn was getting good. Um I don't even remember if Arkansas was – I don't even think Arkansas was that good. I mean, I just don't – that there aren't many SEC teams that are good. I mean, now it's gotten better. But, like, even if you look 10 years ago, like, Kentucky with one national championship, I don't know their tournament numbers or anything, but it's not very good. Um, and I just think – you know, I know Kentucky fans are just furious, but you can't fire Cal. I mean, I, I – they it's it's like what Texas A and M has with Jimbo. Like, if if Jimbo has another bad season, like you kind of have to fire him, but you can't because they owe him like seventy million dollars. But you kind of have to, or else your program's going down the drain for the next six years. Yeah. Um, and with Cal, it'd be till he chooses not to, because I mean he's on a lifetime contract. So, you know, we're talking about Kentucky. I I I just. It's been built up, man. I've been needing to say that. Yeah. I just, I just think I don't know. It's kind of crazy to think about. And if you look, I mean, looking at Auburn, I think Bruce has done more with less. I mean, now it's not necessarily less anymore, but the first, you know, past five years, I think he's done more with less than almost anybody in the country. Um, I mean, he's obviously Auburn's on the map now, but and has been. But just you look at the differences. And I think, I just think you can't. It's tough to it's tough as a, to to look at Kentucky and what's going on. But Auburn is in a good spot. Obviously, there's so much basketball to be played. But there was it was kind of a few games where Auburn had a moment, and it was like, oh boy, it's gonna be a rough season. And then they turn it around. But still basketball to be played. Um, gymnastics kicks off Friday night. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, women's basketball is going on. I don't. They're not doing great, but again, I don't think. I think. It, I mean, it's Johnny Harris's second year, um, and there's still. I mean, obviously, a lot of work to be done, but I don't think there's any anything wrong there. I think she's the right right coach. Um, baseball kicks off in. I know, like, scrimmages have kind of been, like, scattered, but mm-hmm. that'll kick off soon. Um, I can't really – I mean, there's not much else going on that I can think of. But, uh, well, I mean, we'll keep keep everyone updated with recruiting news um, and anything else that comes up. But I think that's probably going to be it. Anything? I think that's it, dude. All right, yeah, so – Auburn basketball, Auburn football going to be the main topics. But we – that's going to be it for today. Um, we're glad to be back. Glad to be back on the podcast, starting it back up. Um, you know, lots of excitement. Um, and we will see everybody next week. Mm-hmm.